Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Hey, what's up, everyone? Good morning. So glad you're joining us today. We are worshiping God together here at Revolution, where we are discovering God's unchanging love together. We're on this amazing journey where we're learning so much about Jesus in the middle of this new series to making Jesus great again. Come on, somebody. Listen, Jesus has always been great. Always remember that. He's always been great. But what's happening, I think, in all of our minds is we're coming back to this place where we're saying, you know what? We're not going to let culture We're not going to let society, we're not going to let circumstances, we're not going to let some emotional thing going on in our life prevent Jesus from being great in our life. And this series is nothing more than a reminder that Jesus is great, he's always been great, and we're going to put it back in that high place in our mind because the Bible says that when we lift up Jesus, All men are drawn unto him. So I am so grateful that you're joining us for the series. And I just know that we're going to have a great time. The goal of our series really is to make Jesus great again in our mind and to bring revival to us, revive us, help us to to put that place back in our life where we feel hope again, where we feel encouraged again, where we feel like, you know what, all things are possible again. You know, it's one of the fundamental beliefs we have as believers, according to the word of God. You and I have the privilege of living our life with an I can do all things mentality. Why? Because greater is he who is within me than he who is within the world. That's why Jesus is so great. And we need to make him great again. And so for some of us that maybe have forgotten that, what a great reminder. And the second goal of the series, really, if you don't know how great Jesus is, that today would be the day that you would surrender your heart and that you would put your faith in him and realize once and for all, he really is great and wants to do great things in your life. All right, so we've been talking about how approachable Jesus has been. And we've talked about how faithful he has been. And if you haven't heard those two messages, I want to encourage you to go to our website and listen to them because there's some truth in there that I think can really help us set, uh, to, to obtain and to walk back in that place in our mind. But Jesus being great, okay? But today I want to take this a step further. You know, one of the, one of the dearest messages in the New Testament is this, that Jesus is a healer. Today I want to talk about the healing power of Jesus, one of the reasons why he is great. So come on, I want you to release your faith with me today. And I just believe that God's going to do something special here. I really believe with all of my heart, we've been preparing, our team's been praying, that God is going to do something special today. Jesus is great because he is a healer. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for the opportunity to share the word of God and to uh, bring illumination to it. Holy Spirit, I pray that you just minister today, that we'll take ourselves out of the equation, and that you insert yourself and to meet the people's needs today, and we'll give you all the honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We're making Jesus great again, and he is a healer in the New Testament. But here's the question. 
Is he still healing today? We're going to find out about that. All right. So look with me to Acts chapter 10. And I want you to see this for yourself. We're going to go there. We're going to read the scripture because you know, and throughout this series, I've been challenging you guys to get your Bibles, open them up and see for yourself because hope comes to us when we read the Bible for ourselves. Now, now people get sick today and people got sick in Jesus day, right? There's a lot of reasons why people get sick. They get sick because of uh, we live in a fallen world. The fallen world today, as we know, it, is, is fallen. Satan is the God of this world, the Bible says. And so because we live in a fallen world, there is sickness in this world, right? There isn't any sickness in heaven. That's something you get to get, we get to look forward to. There is no sickness in heaven, all right? So, but sickness exists here. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. Demons can sometimes cause sickness and disease. You know, people don't like to talk about demons, but listen, demons are real. They're in the Bible. We see them in society today. They're very real, and they can cause sickness and disease. Lifestyle choices can cause sickness and disease. A lack of sleep, lack of drinking water, maybe some of the decisions uh, that we've made, you know, and, and, and this isn't something to, to get condemned about because that's not the purpose of this. But if you need to drink more water, you should drink more water. If you need to eat less sugar, Mrs. LaSala, then eat less sugar. Come on, somebody. All right. So aging, getting older, sometimes that can lead to to a, a sickness and being more susceptible to sickness. And, and, and DNA, sometimes, you know, people are born with defects. And, and so there's a number of reasons why people can get sick. But here, I, I want you to, to know this important point. Jesus healed people in the Bible days. There were sick people in the Bible days. And most of those people in the Bible days ate organic food. Come on. I'm all for whole foods. I'm all for organic foods, but we cannot put our faith in the kind of foods that we eat. We need to put our faith in the living God. All right. Does Jesus heal today? We're going to find out. First, let's see what Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, because this is an amazing scripture to kind of set us up. All right. You have your Bibles here, your reading device. Let's look at this. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, because God was with him. I love this. This is the basis of Jesus' ministry. He went about doing good and healing all. I love this word, all. You should underline it. You should write this down. All means each and everyone. It's not a generic situation that happened when Jesus walked the earth. Whoever came to him, each and everyone that came to him received a healing touch. This is amazing. But the question is, is he still healing today? First, let's take a look at a few examples in the Word of God. Let's see what happened in the Bible before we answer that question. All right, go with me to Mark chapter 10. I want you to see a story in the Bible about a blind man who was blind from, from, from the time he was young. Um, I think he was five years old when blindness hit him. And now here he is. He's an adult. He's 40 or 50 years old. He has spent almost a generation in blindness. And yet something special is about to happen to this guy. All right, Act Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. Notice what it says over here. Come on, get your Bibles out. 
Read along with me. Don't just sit there and just read on the, the, the screen. That's okay too, but I want you to know something. Today's message particularly, I want faith to rise up in your heart. I want hope to rise in your heart that God is a good God. He's thinking about you. You're on his mind. He wants to do something special for you. Jesus is great. He's always been great. And we're going to make him great again in our minds. All right. Look at this. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. So this large crowd was following Jesus wherever he went. Because we just read it earlier, how God anointed him. And he went about healing all, okay? Well, that healing power was on Jesus. And because of that, crowds followed him. You can just imagine crowds of people that were eating organic food followed him. Come on, I just had to get that one in there too. All right, watch this. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. Now, he was there for, this is what he did. You got to understand the, the, the miserable life this man, Bartimaeus, led. Because in that day, there wasn't an occupation. There, there wasn't, you know, uh, 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 handicap laws or government organizations that took care of people that had handicaps. Here, this is what they had to do. You have a handicap? And you can't see, and you need to, your job is you're going to sit at that roadside and you're going to beg and people are going to give you money. And this is how you're going to survive. This man spent a generation, think about this, a generation sitting by the roadside begging this miserable lifestyle. Think about this. And I want you to see something here. Something special is about to happen. These words here. You never take for granted what the Bible says or Bible meanings of names or whatever. I want you to, 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 to get this because it says here, his name was Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Listen to this. Bartimaeus means honorable. So he was a good man. This man's suffering in, in this condition was a good man. That's what it means. He was honorable, a good man. And Timaeus means crater. So you put these two things together. This is a good man living in a crater, a good man living in a hole, a good man living in an abyss of nowhereness. Come on. Isn't that what that is when you're on the road and you're subject to just begging for the rest of your life? Think about this. A good man begging on the side of the road for his whole life. And yet Jesus is about to do something so special here. Watch this. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, come on, he was a good man and he's in this hole. He's this good man and he's in this decrepit lifestyle. He begins to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So he knows Jesus is coming. He's heard about Jesus. He's a son of David. Have mercy on me. He starts to yell. He starts to scream. I want to come out of this hole. I want to come out of this decrepit lifestyle. Someone said, well, how did he know to yell? How did he know to scream like this? Listen, this is awesome. Some scholars believe that Bartimaeus was friends with the man who was healed at the pool of Bethesda a couple of years earlier. Another, another decrepit, 
paralyzed man from birth who was healed under Jesus' ministry. Some people say they were friends and they were in communication. So this man Bartimaeus, that day, when he heard Jesus was coming by, here's what he was saying. He was saying, son of David, the same way you healed my friend, I know you can heal me. Come on, somebody. This is awesome. Hope was in his heart. He knew that Jesus was a healer and he wasn't afraid to go for it. Come on. He wanted to come out of this hole. He wanted to come out of this crater of life. And here's something else that you have to understand too. Back in that day, it was commonly known that if you were born blind or had blindness like that or paralyzed like that, that that was because your parents did something wrong. And so somehow, because your parents did something wrong, their sin was visited on them. Think about this. For a generation, the paralyzed guy and this guy right here have lived their whole life in condemnation, thinking, I'm in this miserable condition. I'm in this hole because of something that my parents did. That's what they were taught. God bless them. And here's Jesus. He shows up. He's about to do something for this man who's in this hole, this, 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 this honorable man living in this crater. Watch this. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. He's yelling, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people all around him are telling him, be quiet, shut up. Jesus is walking by, and I love this guy. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. The same way you healed my friend, I need you to heal me. Come on, somebody. That's what he was saying here. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped. I want you to get this. When Jesus heard him, the crowds were all on Jesus. They were all pressing on him. They were all trying to get a piece of Jesus. But when Jesus heard this man, he stopped. Jesus, make him great again. Come on. The head of the church the creator of all things, stopped. He stops his agenda for this man. This is so awesome. And I believe, I believe he'll stop his agenda for you too. Watch what he says here. He stopped. And Jesus says, tell him, come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. And Bartimaeus threw aside his coat and he jumped up and he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see what he's saying. I want to see the same miracle that my friend experienced being healed of paralysis. I want to be healed of this as well. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. Imagine the joy and the glee in this man. Wow, this is absolutely incredible. A couple things we have to understand here, that Jesus, Jesus was great in the day, right? And this man had such an expectation about what Jesus was going to do. Don't miss this point. Don't miss this, all right? Because it says up here that he threw away his cloak in advance. So Jesus calls him, and then he throws his cloak away in advance, and he stands before Jesus. Now, if you brush right over that, you're going to miss an important point, all right? This is so powerful. I want you to get this. This cloak, this cloak was this man's form of income. 
So a beggar, he would lay at the side of the road and he would put this cloak out there and people would come by and they would drop money into, this, into the cloak. When Jesus called this man and he said, come here, this man took his cloak, the Bible said, and he put it aside. He had such an expectation that what Jesus did for his friend, Jesus was going to do for him. He said, I don't need this cloak any longer. His faith, by faith, he stood up and he said, I am here. Heal me the same way that you healed my friend. Isn't this awesome, you guys? What I want you to get is the expectation that this man had. The expectation. Listen, he couldn't have had that expectation if he didn't think Jesus was great. Come on, can I stir you guys up again? Can I, can I stir your expectation up again that Jesus is great and whatever miracle you need or whatever break that you need, that Jesus can do it for you? Yes, come on, stir yourself up right now, you guys. Jesus is doing some awesome things. But the question is, is he still healing today? I'm going to answer that, but I want to see something. I want you to see another example in the Word of God, all right, before we actually get into that, all right? So look what this says here. Go with me to Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. I want you to see another story where Jesus healed somebody, and I think this is going to help us to really understand the personal side of Jesus and how Jesus really cares about you. Jesus really cares about the individual. All right, look at this. Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. Look what it says here. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, the woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound familiar to you? Does this sound like exactly what Bartimaeus said, son of David, have mercy on me. And I notice what she does here. My daughter is severely demon possessed. So she's going to entreat Jesus to heal her daughter of these demons, right? But he answered her not a word. Interesting. Jesus ignores her. Very, very interesting. But I thought the word of God says he came and he healed all who came to him. Stay with me. Watch this. Watch this. But he answered not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. So Jesus' own followers see this, see this woman in this need who's desperate, and they try to shoo her away. These are Jesus' leaders. These are Jesus, the, the guys that Jesus poured himself into, and they tried to whisk her away. They tried to keep her from bothering Jesus. Come on, somebody. If you're a leader and you're listening to this, come on, there is hope for all of us, all right? So watch what happens over here. Watch what, answer, watch what happens, all right? Verse 24, but he answers. This is Jesus, and he says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. All right, what's this mean? So she asks him, Jesus, to heal her. Jesus doesn't say a word. And when he does speak, he says this, I was sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. What he's saying is I've been sent to help Jewish people. All right. And then verse 25, then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. She changed her approach. She got more desperate. She gets before him. She says, she starts to worship Jesus, all right? At this point, all she's concerned about is helping her daughter. Watch this. And then Jesus answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. 
It looks like Jesus is insulting her. It looks like Jesus is, is, is going to say no to this one person. Watch this. But she says, yes, Lord, but even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And then Jesus answered and said to her, oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done as you desire. And her daughter was healed at that very hour. Another healing. This is awesome. Don't miss this point right here. Because Jesus wasn't testing this girl. Jesus wasn't seeing how serious she was. I used to read it this way. And I used to read it like, oh, see, see, he, he just needed to know how serious she was going to be before, you know, he actually heals her and he ignores her and he tests her. Listen, I don't believe for a second that that's what happened over here because it's not consistent with what the scriptures teaches. All right. What we have to understand here is this, and, and I hope you get a hold of this today. Come on, just get a hold of this today. When you, when you read this scripture, the Bible clearly tells us that she was a Canaanite woman who approached him. That means she was not an Israelite. And so here's what she did. She approaches Jesus as if she's an Israelite when she says, son of David, have mercy on me. All right. Jesus knows that she's not an Israelite. And so Jesus waits for her to make her approach and to admit that she's not an Israelite. When, she said, when, when the scripture says over here that even, even, uh, 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 even little dogs eat crumbs that fall from the master's table, what she's saying that even puppies eat from the food. I'm a puppy. I know I'm not an Israelite, but I know that I can still feed. And, here, and Jesus said, when he switched and said, your faith is great, it's because at that point, she admits that she's not an Israelite, and she admits that she's really a Canaanite. And the lesson that Jesus wants us to get here is that be yourself when you approach Jesus. Isn't this so beautiful? Be yourself. You don't have to be somebody else. You don't have to pray some elaborate prayer. You don't have to be rehearsed. You don't have to pretend to be something that you're not. Jesus' call right now is to say, be yourself. Come as you are. Come in your honesty. Come in your transparency. And when you come that way, boom, there'll be a miracle that will happen in your life. And that's exactly what happened here. The switch in this woman's life was so great, was so outstanding, you guys, that Jesus said, your faith is great. And here's what Jesus was saying. Oh, I believe the Holy Spirit wants you to get this. Holy Spirit wants somebody to get this right now, that when you come to the end of yourself, when you just come to the end of trying to be this person, trying to be that, try to alter your personality to please people, try to alter your thoughts or, or your likes or whatever your social media says because you think that's going to gain more followers or more likes. Jesus says that when you come to the end of all of that, boom, that's where your breakthrough comes. That's where the miracle comes, you guys. Why? He loves you just the way you are. You don't think for a minute when that woman first approached him, he didn't know? He knows all things. But he had to take his time and show her and teach her through this process that it's time for you to be you. Come to him just as you are. And for some of you, you're sitting on a breakthrough. You're, you're in the same place. My challenge to you, come to him just as you are. 
Shed all of that other stuff. Shed trying to compare yourself to others. Shed trying to be something that you're not. And just come to him just as you are and watch what God will do for you. Yeah, but Pastor Dino, is he still healing today? I'm going to answer that question. I want to show you one more thing first. All right, I want you to see this. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 8 because I think this is another example of how great Jesus is. We're making Jesus great again. And we're seeing that he was a healer, that he was healing people in their decrepit lifestyles and in whatever condition that they were in. Jesus showed up to heal them. Look what it says here in Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. Another beautiful example. Large crowds followed Jesus. Again, the crowds were just thronging him, wanting a piece of Jesus, following him wherever he went. And as he came down the mountainside, verse 2, suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. You have to get the scene here. Crowds of people are following Jesus because he's no doubtedly healing them. He's no doubtedly meeting their needs in some spectacular way, right? And they're following him like crazy. And in the middle of this crowd, this leper shows up. It was illegal for the leper to show up. The leper needed to live in a leper colony because that's where lepers live. But this leper took a chance, literally said, I'm dead anyways, because if I'm caught in public, I can be stoned. So he didn't care. In his desperation, he decides to break the law. He decides to risk his life to be stoned anyway and put himself at the feet of Jesus. What a beautiful story. Suddenly a man of leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He's, he doesn't know Jesus. He doesn't know him personally. He doesn't know Jesus personally like you and I know him personally. And yet he says, Lord, are you willing to do this? I want you to see the Lord's response. Watch this. And Jesus reached out and touched him. It was perhaps the first touch that this man had experienced in a long time. You don't touch a leper. One, because you don't want to get leprosy yourself. Two, you don't want their skin to fall off in your hand. It was a very vicious, violent sickness. And yet the Lord touched him. It was so beautiful. And notice what Jesus says. I am willing. Whoa, that must have been music to this man's ears. And he said, be healed. And instantly, leprosy disappeared. Isn't this so beautiful? Jesus not only healed all that came to him, but he was willingly doing it. God didn't put a gun to his head and said, heal or else. He intentionally, willingly made himself available. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, but Pastor Dino, is he still doing it today? Let's take a look at something else. Let's see this for yourself. I want you to see what the Word of God says. Turn with me to one more scripture, and then we're going to pray. And we're going to believe God for some great things. Look what Matthew 8, 17 says this. It says this that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took 
our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. What does this mean? What is this all referring to? Guys, this scripture means Jesus himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. What do you mean he bore them? 2,000 years ago, when Jesus hung on the cross, that's why we talk about the word finished so much around here at Revolution. When he hung on the cross 2,000 years ago, actually prior to going to the cross, the Bible says that Jesus was whipped, another form of capital punishment, where his back was so marred and whipped so hard that you could hardly make out his back any longer. And yet the Bible says that because of that scourging, because of that capital punishment that was placed on him, that you and I now today could claim healing for our physical bodies today. That's what this means. He bore our sicknesses. Past tense. Come on, somebody. See, in God's mind, in God's mind, he paid for that sickness in Jesus' body 2,000 years ago. He paid for cancer 2,000 years ago. He paid for sugar diabetes 2,000 years ago. He paid for mental disorders 2,000 years ago. He paid for glaucoma 2,000 years ago. He paid for heart disease 2,000 years ago. Come on, somebody. In his mind, it was already done. All that's left now is for you and I to believe it. And I want you to see how personal this is. This is so beautiful. I want you to get a hold of this, all right? Because the scripture says right there, he himself bore our infirmities. See, it doesn't just say he did it. It says he himself did it. See, if it just said he did it, it would just be, yeah, he's God. He's the Lord. He's, he's, you know, he's the ruler. He's the judge. Of course he's going to do it, okay? But to say he himself did it makes it personal. It makes it so personal right down to the place when it says he himself bore that cancer. He himself personally bore glaucoma. He himself personally bore sugar diabetes. Come on, are you getting this? He did it personally. He wants you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he personally paid the price, personally is taking care of you. That's what this means. Parents, you know, you, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Have you ever been in a situation where your kid was so sick and there was nothing you could do, you were powerless to do anything, and you had the thought, the crazy thought that I had a time or two, man, if I could just take this pain away from him, if I could just take this pain and put it on me so they wouldn't be crying anymore and they wouldn't be in pain anymore. I will never forget playing that, that, that in, the, in a uh, gym area in, at the park years ago when my kids were a little, we were 10 feet up in the air playing keep away. And, and, and not, I didn't realize my backstop. I'll never forget this. And, and, and we were just playing keep away. And you know, when you're, when you're an adult and kids are two and three years old, you know, you can get away with so much. And so, so Andrea was just lunging for me. And every time she was lunging me, she, you know, I'd step aside and she would miss. And then she would chase me around in this circle. And I didn't realize my backdrop because in this one time she lunged really good. Like this was the time that she was going to get me. And so she lunged for me. And as, as she did, I stepped to the side like I kept doing the whole time, not realizing that behind me was the opening. So when Andrea lunged, she lunged. We were 10 feet up in there. She just lunged 
out on her own, okay, flying in the air like a supergirl would be, okay? And I'm like, oh, what have I done? My first thought was, Jeannie's going to kill me, okay? That was my first thought. And she just, and so Andrea, she bounced off of these, these little play structures, just like a pinball, boom, boom, boom. And I'm watching this. You're a parent, parent, you know what I'm talking about. You're watching this, you're going, what did I just do? You feel helpless, merciful. Andrea screaming in pain. She's just bouncing around. I without even thinking, I'm 10 feet in the, I just took off jumping behind her. And I just yelled, here's a little, little nugget for you. I just kept yelling, no complication will come out of this in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, there's a little nugget right there that if you get, you get into trouble, your kids get into trouble, you shout that because oftentimes the first thing you say, the first things out of your mouth can dictate how long something can last. Little spiritual principle right there. I went jumping. No complications will come of this in Jesus' name. And she's bouncing all around crying. She's on the ground. I'm holding her and she's just like limp crying. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God. Let the pain that she's experiencing right now come on me, Lord. Let this pain come on me, Lord. I can't stand to see my kid sick like this. I can't stand to see my kid hurting like this. And don't you think for a second when the scripture says that he himself bore our sicknesses, he himself went to the cross, he himself took the stripes upon his back, he did it for you because he didn't want you to be in pain, he didn't want you to be sick, he didn't want you to suffer, he did it for you personally that's what this means come on you guys is jesus healing today yes he's still healing today the bible tells us he's the same yesterday today and forever and what he did for them he'll do for you but we just have to believe it okay here's what i want you to get i want you to get a hold of this okay every single person that approached Jesus in his day was not perfect. They had issues, every one of them. They had issues, they had condemnation issues, they had bad teaching issues, they had religious issues, they had daddy issues, they had mommy issues, they had drug issues, they had all kinds of issues. It didn't matter. Jesus still healed them. Come on, somebody. He would, they were not perfect and Jesus still healed them. Many barely even understood him. Many even barely knew who he was and met him for the first time. It came into such beautiful, beautiful deliverance. Here's the thing. There was no requirement. There was no requirement from them. You don't see one incident, incident where Jesus tells somebody, he says, hey, listen, before I heal you, you need to go make something right. Before I heal you, you need to go say these five prayers. Before I heal you, you need to go ask for forgiveness. Before I heal you, you need to go do this. Not one time. Not one time. Mm -mm. Because his goodness showed up. You heard in this series already, goodness shows up. Blessing shows up. And when you come face to face with blessing and with this amazing touch of God, you'll do everything anything in the face of that goodness to make it right. You will do anything. How many times 
have prayed for somebody and they and they were healed of a terminal illness or whatever the case might be and they left that hospital bed and they went on a forgiveness tour they went on a healing tour they went and talked to everybody they know and said i was wrong i'm sorry i allowed bitterness i allowed unforgiveness i allowed all this mess into my life what happened first they got healed first the blessing hit them first and something as a result of that blessing caused them to want to go make everything right with everybody. Come on, you don't see one time where Jesus says, you got to get all this stuff right before you can be healed. He's not going to do that for you either. There was no requirement. All right. Here's why this issue, because when we put a requirement on somebody, all right, what that does is it says, <clears throat> It says that the infirmity is greater than Jesus. This whole series is about teaching you how great Jesus is. When you put your attention on the infirmity, you're saying this infirmity is greater than Jesus. When Jesus wants you to flip this thing the other way around, when Bartimaeus stood before Jesus, being that sick for 40 years, coming out of the crater was more important to him than holding on to his blindness, than holding on to the secret sin of his parents' past. Coming out of the hole was more important, and he was going to go for everything that Jesus had. So he had to throw his cloak aside. The Canaanite woman had to throw her pride aside and just be who she needed to be. The leper needed to just risk himself and put himself out there in front of Jesus, not caring what other people were going to think of him. Yes, and all three of them received dramatic results. The enemy wants you to vaunt that infirmity. The enemy wants you to vaunt sickness, colitis, cancer, diabetes, blindness. The enemy wants you to say, this thing is so great. You've had it so long that you can't be free of this. That's the enemy. If the Lord Jesus, I believe right now, is showing up and he's saying, my goodness, my greatness is greater than all that. Would you take your attention off of the infirmity and put it back on his greatness? Would you take your attention off of the only way that you could get healed is through taking your medication. Nothing wrong with medication. You keep taking your medication. But what, do you, what about putting your attention on his greatness now? What about putting your attention saying, I know, thank God for this medication. Thank God for my doctor. Th I thank God for all the medical professionals in my life. They are amazing people. But Jesus is greater than all of them. And all the ones I work with will be the first to tell you that Jesus is greater than all of them. And he'll use them and him to get you free from whatever infirmity that you have. But here's the key. You can't make a God out of your infirmity. You need to make a God out of Jesus. Make him great in your mind. Make him great again. If you don't know him, make him great and watch what God will do for you. I didn't know him. And I came to Jesus sick. I didn't know Jesus personally. And when I received Christ, after I received Christ, I, I received prayer for my infirmity and instantly healed. This came first. I'm telling you, 
He'll do the same thing for you if you believe it. So don't put your attention on the infirmity. Put your attention on the greatness of Jesus. Believe. Can you believe with me that God will do for you what you cannot do for yourself? Can you believe right now, for those watching, that God will do for you what you cannot do for yourself? That's called grace. Grace showed up to the blind beggar. Grace showed up to the Canaanite woman. Grace showed up to the leper. And grace is showing up right now. What do you have need of? Can you believe that God will do for you greater than you can do for yourself? So I'm going to pray with you. I hope you've been stirred up like I'm stirred up. I hope you sense the Holy Spirit like I'm sensing the Holy Spirit. Because I just believe the Lord is going to do something awesome right now. If you have any kind of an infirmity, sickness, sugar diabetes, heart disease, cancer, anything in your life that you know if God could heal the blind beggar, if God could heal the leper, if God could heal the woman's daughter, and you could say, then God can heal me, I believe he's going to do it right now. I believe he will. But here's the first requirement. All right? Before I pray for you, this is the first requirement. I have to ask this question. All right? Are there any perfect people listening to me right now? Are there any perfect people watching me right now? Because if you're perfect, I'm sorry. I can't pray for you because I'm imperfect. But if you're imperfect like me, and you're imperfect, and you understand that you are not perfect, then you are a candidate to receive right now. Do you believe that? Do you believe that right now? Come on, just pray with me. Whatever need you have right now, if you have to just touch the screen, if you need to just close your eyes, whatever the case is, I just believe right now, the Lord is going to heal you of whatever infirmity that you have right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for anyone, anyone under the sound of my voice right now, Lord, that they need a fresh touch from you. I don't care what station of life they've been in or what bad choice that they have made or how maybe they brought this upon themselves because of some lifestyle habit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I know you are greater than all of that. And I pray right now that you extend your hand to heal and to set free and to deliver right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we just thank you. We just thank you and we praise you right now. I see somebody's heart disease. You have heart disease for a long time and God is healing you. You're going to be able to come off that medication. Don't stop right away. But you're going to begin to sense that something is happening on the inside of you right now. Oh, come on, somebody. Just believe with me. The Lord's doing something awesome right now. God's healing you of heart disease right now. Yes, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I, I see muscle disorders, a muscle disorder in your back. God is healing you right now in the name of Jesus. Eczema. God is healing eczema 
right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody's spleen is being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you and I praise you for what you're doing. Lord, I worship you. You're a healer. You're still doing that today. Lord, we just worship you and we praise you right now in Jesus' name. Listen, listen, if you've felt God do something inside of you, listen, you need to email me. Some of you got to let us know what God is doing because this is this is how we, we, we hope builds up and for other people. Like Bartimaeus heard his friend get healed. When somebody else hears but what God is doing here, faith begins to rise in the atmosphere. Come on, God is a healer. Jesus is great. We're making him great again because he is a healer and he's doing that for us right now. Come on, you're watching and you've never heard these things before. You've never put your faith in Jesus before. Today is the day. We're making Jesus great again in our hearts. And I want you to understand that Jesus really is greater than anything in your life. You may be strung out on drugs. You may be an alcoholic. You may be addicted to pornography. Jesus wants to free you from all of that. Jesus wants to heal you from all that right now. Why? He loves you. He didn't turn anyone away that called out to him. And today, I'm going to encourage you to put your faith in him and believe that you can have a new life from this point forward. If that's you, you say, Pastor, do you know I want Jesus to come into my life? Pray this simple prayer with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. Heal me. Set me free. I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that God raised you from the dead. Now take me as your own. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.